This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday, 16th of September. In your squiz today, the pandemic finish line in sight, a close call for Zelensky, the serial killer who may not be guilty, and farewell to another tennis legend. This is your squiz today. Claire, if you thought you heard a strange noise yesterday, it might have been a global woohoo, as World Health Organization boss Dr. Tedros Adnom Ghebreyesus said the end of the COVID-19 pandemic is in sight. I know that you like a woohoo, so give it to us. <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> Look, speaking yesterday, Dr. Tedros said that we have never been in a better position to end the pandemic, and there's a but here. Um, he says that we're not there yet, and he's urged nations to keep driving numbers down uh, by vaccinating at-risk groups, uh, and he's asked officials to continue testing their populations uh, and sequencing the virus so they can can stay on top of new variants. Uh, what's brought this on is a significant decline in deaths from COVID across the world in the last week. Uh, he says that it's a really good sign uh, and he sees it as a real opportunity to move the pandemic on. Before we get too carried away, though, it's not quite time to burn our masks and throw away our rats because Dr Tedros says a marathon runner does not stop when the finish line comes into view. Yeah, and that's exactly right. There's more work to do, uh, even as our government leaders start discussing lifting more measures like mandatory isolation periods. Uh, that's a discussion that will happen in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, one thing that those with loved ones in aged care facilities will know all too well is that COVID is still a big deal there. Uh, and when you look at the numbers, 3,000 people have died with COVID in nursing homes this year. Uh, that's almost triple the number of deaths in the first two years of the pandemic. For many of those listening, though, it is a time when we're feeling cautiously optimistic, with the latest COVID impact monitoring study showing that more Aussies reckon their lives have improved this year. So I think that does deserve a woohoo. Moving over to Europe, Claire, and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has pledged to lead Ukraine to victory in the war against Russia as he briefly visited recaptured towns in the country's eastern Kharkiv region yesterday. Yeah, we've talked a bit about this this week and that territory that Ukraine has taken back from Russia uh, in that part of the country, and that includes the city of Izium, which until this week was a key base for Russia. Uh, that's had analysts thinking that Ukraine could actually win the war, but Russian officials claim that they're back on track and that they're focused on recapturing that southeastern Donetsk and Luhansk regions. Uh, as an aside, Zelensky was involved in a car accident yesterday and officials say that he narrowly avoided serious injury. Uh, he was on his way back from that visit to Kiev uh, and his people say that he's fine. Yeah, that is something, isn't it? But of course, the violence isn't over yet, as just yesterday, missile strikes destroyed a dam in southern Ukraine, forcing thousands of people to flee their homes amid sudden flooding. So there is still a long way to go. 
Coming back home, Claire, and Australia's unemployment rate increased for the first time in 10 months, going up to 3.5% in August. It's just a 0.1% rise and neither policymakers nor analysts are much concerned about it because unemployment remains very low and the latest result uh, really comes down to an uptick in more people looking for work. What the experts say about that is that it's coming down to the cost of living pressures that we're seeing. Uh, and Siobhan, I'm certainly one of those people who's experiencing bill shock. My electricity bill for winter is truly spectacular. Yeah, you're not on your own there. But some experts say the rise in unemployment could prompt the Reserve Bank to slow the rate of interest rate rises moving forward. But others aren't so sure and say high inflation here and around the world is an ongoing problem. So we will have to wait and see. Claire, I don't know about you, but one of the first podcasts I ever listened to was Serial, a true crime series, which is back in the news. If you need a quick refresher, it became a cultural phenomenon when it was released in 2014, and it went through the story of Adnan Syed, who was jailed in the year 2000, when he was found guilty of murdering ex-girlfriend Min Lee when they were just teenagers in Baltimore. But now the prosecutors have asked for Syed to be released from prison and granted a new trial. Yeah, I'm with you, Siobhan. It was the first podcast I ever listened to. And what prosecutors say is that a new investigation has found fresh evidence, uh, including that Lee's car was found behind the home of a new suspect. Uh, And on top of that, investigators discovered previously untested traces of male DNA on her body. And when you put those things together, the prosecutors say that the state can no longer have confidence uh, in the integrity of the conviction. It was such a big podcast. The episodes of Serial have been downloaded over 80 million times. And it's so interesting that Syed's conviction could be overturned after more than two decades. He's always maintained his innocence and his lawyer says he's looking forward to his day in court. Claire, we've spoken a lot over the past couple of weeks about the US Open and the retirement of Serena Williams, but there's been more big news in the tennis world overnight, with Swiss legend Roger Federer announcing that he's calling time on his illustrious playing career after 24 years on the circuit. Yep. 24 years. It's a long time. Uh, And he's had 20 Grand Slam titles as well. Uh, He's packing up his rackets and he's calling time. Federer was the world number one men's player for a record 237 consecutive weeks. uh, And he was so dominant in the decade after his first Grand Slam win. Uh, That was at Wimbledon in 2003. But it's been pretty hard going for him since 2011 as injuries set in. uh, And Also, his younger rivals, Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic, enjoyed a great deal of success. But he remains one of the most bankable stars in sport, uh, so it's probably not the last we've seen of him. I think there's definitely going to be more to come. And there is one more opportunity to see him in action for a few lucky fans, as Federer and his peers Nadal, Djokovic and Andy Murray are playing together for the first time when they compete for Team Europe at the Labour Cup in London later this month. So definitely watch out for that. 
This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Friday lights, Claire, and this week you've gone somewhat quite unexpected with your choice because you've picked a recipe with Brussels sprouts and lentils. <laughs> Siobhan, as a long-time listener and now a team member, uh, I'm sure you're well across my issues with vegetables uh, and, well, really anything other than potatoes. So uh, there's a case for this recipe, though. There's bacon in it and it's got a really lovely dressing. So it's a good one for the weekend. It's very quick and easy. Uh, it's a good one that you can put with some grilled protein like I had mine with fish. Uh, It's a good one to try, I reckon. Yes, and I can see all the ingredients are available at the supermarket, so that's an easy win. And well done you on embracing the Brussels sprouts. (laughs) They're so maligned, but I think they're awesome. Well, yeah, it's good in this recipe. I'll say that about them. Squeeze the day, Claire. After a lot of ticketing drama, there are now a lot of people looking forward to some serious footy this weekend. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. Um, semi-finals and preliminary finals in the NRL and the AFL. Uh, so good luck if your team is going for glory this weekend. Uh, I have mates who are serious Brisbane Lion fans, so I'm going for them tonight. And a shout out to Kate. She'll be cheering for the Rabbitohs tomorrow night. Yeah, it's definitely building the excitement. Uh, I'm going to go for something different. I'm going to be glued to the news still, watching the crowds in London as hundreds of thousands of people (laughs) continue to line up to see the Queen's coffin. It might just be me watching hours of people lining up, but (laughs) it's a historical moment. Whatever floats your boat, really. Well, maybe someone else will faint. I mean, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) It's a big moment, that's for sure. That's it from us this week, but have a wonderful weekend and Claire and I will be back on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.